Hi, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. Welcome to the show. Well, who am I? I'm an author, a minister, a life coach, a motivational speaker, and a leader with over 20 odd years of experience leading multi-million dollar corporations. And I am here for your listening pleasure. First though, I want to thank my fans. I truly appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in every single time there's a new episode, listening, sharing your feedback, liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that. I appreciate your kind words. I appreciate your emails. I appreciate the reviews. I just love you all. So all my Sit Down with Suzanne fans, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. For all my first time visitors, welcome. I really hope you come again because I promise you there's something here for you. To me, this is a very fun podcast. So come on. Sometimes we do talk about some serious issues, but it's all in love. Remember at the end, you're either inspired motivated or empowered. So here's something exciting. I decided to dig through. I look at the downloads, but it's not a gauge for me. My gauge is the feedback that I receive from the fans. My gaze is, um, it's the emails that I get, things like that. That's the gauge I truly use to measure. And I absolutely enjoy doing this podcast. But I was looking at some stats and I'm like, okay, let me see where the major downloads are. So I saw that the majority of my download is in North America. No surprise there, right? So then I looked, then there is Europe, then there is Africa, there is South America, there's Asia, there's Oceania. I'm like, what? I was so excited. I have people in Asia and Oceania and Africa. I mean, I haven't been to these places and these are places that I'm hoping to visit one day. So it was just very, very gratifying to see. Uh, There was France, there was the UK, there was South Africa, Germany, Australia. Brazil was no surprise, right? Because y'all know my best friend resides there. There was Brazil. I mentioned Brazil, right? Uh, There was the Netherlands, Canada, Sweden, India, Ireland, Mexico, the Philippines, Spain, Zimbabwe, Gambia, Belgium, Ghana, Nigeria, Norway, the United Arab Emirates, Panama, Indonesia, Uganda, Jamaica, Russia, Italy, the Bahamas, Algeria, Malaysia, New Zealand, Colombia, Turkey, Puerto Rico, Kuwait, Singapore, Austria, Guatemala, Namibia, Hungary, the Czech Republic, Argentina, Tunisia, Israel, Suriname, Jordan, Tanzania, Hong Kong, Latvia, the Dominican Republic, Kenya, Slovenia, and Congo, the Dominican Republic. I was like, oh my goodness. Like I have people in all these countries listen to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. There are 54 countries. Like I'm simply blown away, right? Um, not 54 countries, uh, 54 total of just the overall, like the zone and all of that, that they highlighted. And of course, I have a big fan base in Worcester, Massachusetts. So some of my American cities, I won't forget you guys. Um, There's Ashburn, Virginia, Columbus, Ohio, San Jose, California, Washington, Boston, um, Nevada, Oregon. I mean, Mountain View, California. There is so many places. I'm like, what? I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys. I just... 
I'm blown away. Like when I saw this stat, I never dove into it this in depth before. And when I saw that, I was just like, wow. So I promise you, I'm going to continue putting out content, content that you love, content that matters to me, content that I think will matter to you. And if there's some things you want to hear me talk about, absolutely send me an email at Suzanne at positively Suzanne.com. And I'm excited because there's a couple exciting things coming up for the Positively Suzanne brand in the upcoming months. So y'all know that I haven't spoken about it in a while. The Positively Suzanne brand is my brand and under the umbrella, it's a sit down with Suzanne podcast. You can follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to get, um, you know, the latest information on what's happening, but let's jump into tonight's podcast. So I've had a couple of conversations recently and I know I can see it on their faces. You know, they're thinking, why can't we just stop talking about race? And everything is not about race. And I've actually seen it expressed on the news and everybody's saying that. Um, anyone's, no one's actually said it to my face blatantly, but I can see that they're thinking, okay, it's time. Hey, trust me, I would love to stop talking about race. But unfortunately, we are not in a place in society that where that could happen. As a black woman, I experience racism and microaggressions every single time I leave my home. And even when I am at home and I turn on the TV and I see the way that blacks are portrayed and vilified, we're constantly seen as a threat. It, it, it's, it's disheartening. You know, we're currently watching the trial for a George Floyd's killer. George Floyd is dead. You know, he's, he's no longer here. And we see the back and forth on social media about the drugs that was in his system. My question is this, why is this an issue? Does that mean that he deserves to die? The fact that he had drugs in his system? Did we not see this whole opiate epidemic that's happening and we could see that it's no respect of person, male or female or respect of race? So why does this continue to be an issue? And when you ask someone about it, they'll say, I don't mean he deserves to die. Then why bring it up? I've only seen it happen and maybe it happened with other races, but I've only seen it happen when blacks are killed, then they start to look at their lives and highlight, well, when they were five years old, they stole a cigarette or they stole a candy from a store. And then when a Caucasian person is killed, they say things like, you know, it was a choir boy, it was helpful, things like that. We, everyone deserves courtesy. I think that Ed, no one deserves to die, especially like that. But when someone dies, I think we have to think of the person, the human, and, but unfortunately race becomes an issue. And if they're black, there is viewed as less than, and I think they're constantly trying to find ways to blame the victim as if their actions led to their death. You know, Breonna Taylor, what was her action? She was sleeping in her bed. She didn't deserve to die. Ahmaud Arbery, what was his action? He was jogging. He didn't deserve to die. Sandra Bland, she didn't deserve to die. Um, Botham Jean doesn't deserve to die. There's so many names that we consistently call out. There's so many names that we put hashtags behind. They did not deserve to die but they died because they were black. I am consistently bombarded by images of my black brothers and sisters being treated unfairly and often losing their lives because of the color of their skin. So then when I hear that people say that race doesn't matter, 
it is very, very challenging. I look at cases like Tamara Rice, who was a child, but yet still he was seen as a threat and he was killed. And then on the flip side, you see people like Dylan Roof. He not only had a weapon, he took lives and he was treated like a human being. That is all I'm asking. Why can't they both be treated as human beings? One did to something heinous. He was treated as a human being. One did nothing and he was gunned down. I think everybody deserves courtesy and justice, but it's sadly, it is not often the case for people of color. And this is why we must continue to talk about race. You know, Martin Luther King, he had a dream of us getting along. It has not yet been fully realized, even today in 2021. Yes, we have made progress in some areas, but I think for some, we have actually gone backwards. If you look at the current election laws in Georgia, where did this stem from? It stemmed from the fact that Black people exercised their rights to vote in the past couple of elections. In the presidential election with Warnock and Alsop, absolutely. So this uh, just generated something that this is not okay. How dare they vote? How dare they turn this state blue? It stemmed from the fact that Stacey Abrams dared. As a black woman, she dared to play the long game. She didn't disappear into the woodworks after she lost the election, but she used that to galvanize and motivate people of color to vote. And they turned up in unprecedented numbers. And that's why these changes in Georgia happened. Because they are afraid of the power of the vote. If we are all equals and we are doing what's right, it shouldn't matter if we are able to vote. It's because there's a threat. Because they're saying it's no longer okay to treat us as second-class citizens. Ah, it's tough. You know, I'm able to shut off the news and social media sometimes in order to maintain my mental well-being and time to, in order for me to spend time with my kids and just step away and says, you know, okay. But even when I shut them off, I'm still thinking about the families of the victims. I'm thinking of Trayvon Martin's mother. You know, they're still mourning their kids. They can't turn it off no matter what. And, you know, the good thing is, they have, I don't even want to say the good thing. The consequence of this is they have utilized their pain and tragedy and turned it into something and have stood for something and have run for offices and are making a difference. They shouldn't have to, but that's what they did. So they can never shut it off every single day. Even though life goes on, I'm sure they think of their loved ones every single day. And I'm black every day. Can't hide it, nor do I want to. And people think that it's blacks who don't want to forget. No, we can't forget we're black because of the way that we're treated. Because blacks are consistently seen as threats and someone who deserves less. So even if for a minute you forget you're black, the way that you're treated shows you that you're black. Last year, we witnessed so many racial justice and equality protests, right? And the reactions and the vilification of the Black Lives Matter protest compared to the mob that stormed the Capitol that were called 
patriots by some? Why did it take them so long to react to this? They knew this was a threat. They knew this was going to happen. This could happen. This is what we have to live with. The riot on Capitol Hill that could have been prevented. Why did it take them so long to see how dangerous these people were? Why did it take them so long to see how dangerous the occupant of the White House was? How dangerous his rhetoric was then and still is and his followers. If it was a black led riot, I think the circumstances would have been different. And that is very, very sad because that was an attack on the democracy of this nation. It shouldn't be attacked. You had people in Congress cowering for their lives, but then these same people turned around and voted for policies that will support the very same people that made them cower in their chambers. The very same people who wanted to kill the VP, the Speaker of the House. We've got to do better. We've got to do better. When you hear of a crime, don't ask about the color of the skin to determine if this person is a guilty or not. And as a matter of fact, you don't know. Racism is a vicious, vicious, evil thing. It is taught. We have to do better. You know, it seems like hate is never in short supplies because right now we're witnessing vicious violence against the Asian American community. People are attacking them in the streets. I kid you not. They're like just gone crazy. They're screaming at them. They're spitting at them. You know how violent it is to spit at somebody? They're even physically attacking them. Even the elders. I saw a video the other day. It was on social media. This gentleman attacked an elderly Asian American person, woman, pushed her down, kicked her, stomped on her. I mean, my heart broke. This is somebody's mother, somebody's grandmother. This is a human being. There were two men in the store and they did nothing. And after the guy walked away, one of them went to shut the door. They're saying that if one was a security guard, okay, he should be fired immediately. And the other person was a delivery person. Okay, if they feared for their lives when they saw this man attacking this woman and the other guy was huge, why, why not call the police or do something? Based on what I saw, unless the video ended way too early, no one went out there to help. How despicable and full of hate can you be that you'd attack an elderly person? At what part does the rational part of your brain kicks in and you realize that the Asian American community belongs here just as much as you do? When will the violence stop? When will the race baiting end? So my friends, this is why we must and will continue to talk about race. Not because we want to, but because we have to. Because blacks are still being denied justice and are losing their lives because of racist people. Asian Americans are being verbally and physically attacked every day. The violence against the Asian American community is increasing every day. So we have to continue to talk about it.
This is my call to arms for all non-blacks. It is time for you to stand up. It is not the time for you to remain silent. You have to speak up against racism and inequality. You have to do your part to ensure you are not a part of the problem. And companies, all those lovely companies that posted slogans and sent out statements in support of Black Lives Matter, and they've gone ahead and hired a diversity officer, let's make sure that it was not lip, lip service. Let's ensure that we have policies in place that will make sure that diversity is an actual living, breathing thing. And people from a diverse background will have a chance to grow and move ahead based on their skill sets. Check in that diversity officer. What is her role? Does she know, or and I should say him, do they know their roles? And do they have partnership? Do they have support? Are they just given the title and thrown in with no support and no resources that they're destined for failure? Check in. This is a call to arms for all my non-Asians. It is now time to stand up. You need to shut down racist rhetoric. You know what it is. All those racist name calling, I don't have to say, you know what it is. You've heard it. Call somebody out when they're racist, even if they think they're funny. Because I guarantee you they won't say it in front of an Asian American. And you know, actually the sad thing is some people will thinking it's funny and looking at you guffawing and saying, you know, why aren't you cracking up? Call it out. Shut it down. Offer assistance. Or call for help if you see an Asian American being attacked. If somebody's in danger, call the police. We can't ignore this that is happening. We need to stand up for each other. We need to fight for each other. We need to protect each other. Hate just cannot continue. Hate is a disease. It is vicious. It's a virus. It's insidious. We have to teach our kids better. We have to show them we know better. You know, Martin Luther King, and I love Martin Luther King, and one of his quotes, he said, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. That is so powerful. Because your enemy hates you, and it is job to attack you and say harmful, hurtful things. But you expect your friend to defend you. Not physically, but at least verbally. And when there's silence, it speaks volume. Martin Luther King had also said that silence is betrayal. Sometimes silence is acceptance. We can't be silent anymore. We can't ignore. I'll be very honest with you. I've had many relationships shift and change after the last year. I've had many honest and candid conversations. Um, I've been very open about how racism impacts people of color and how it's impacted me. Some people have been very receptive. Some have made excuses. 
some have said some things that honestly, I, I, I can't even understand. They say the wrong thing, but at least they were willing to listen. Most of them, they were willing to talk about it. And even in the end, if they don't quite understand and grasp what I'm saying, they were willing to listen. But you know, the ones that stuck out to me the most were the ones that didn't even say anything that just use their silence as a way to deny that racism exists. I'm not saying that they're racist, but if you can't talk about it, if you can't acknowledge that it exists, I do have to question your motives. The ones that won't acknowledge that it's a real thing or even say a word about it, it's tough to witness. So you can see when something else is on the news, they physically shut down because they're thinking, oh yeah, here's something else where they're going to blame racism. But what else is it? Give me another reason why blacks are so often killed by people who hate them or fear for their lives. Young, old, unarmed. The one constant is that they're black. I want to understand. Help me understand. So please don't tell me racism doesn't exist. Your silence speaks volumes. Stand up. Speak up. Educate yourself. We've got to do better. We want a better world for this generation, for the next generation. I want us one day to get to a point where we no longer have race at the forefront of everything. But sadly, I personally don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. But I do believe that there are steps that I can take today to ensure that it happens. There are steps that you can take to ensure that we have a better future for the next generation, that your kids and your grandkids could see a better future. This, this world could only be better if we treat each other better. Do we really want to continue to see what's going on on the news every single day? Aren't you tired yet? Denying it doesn't change it. It's happened. It's happening. You know, and I think I've used this quote before and, you know, my faith is important to me and it was this show I was watching and I can't remember the name of the show, but it was on ABC and I think the, um, it's Jason Ritter and I don't remember what he played, but I remember he had an angel and she said, he said he didn't believe in God. And I, she said, God doesn't cease to exist simply because you refuse to believe. I have used that quote so often to people who say they don't believe in God because to me, it's just so simple. God is just God. So I'm going to pull a little from it and say this. Racism does not seem to exist, cease to exist simply because you deny it. It exists. Ask a black person. It exists. As always, I thank you for listening. I pray that you got something from tonight's broadcast. And if it's even for you to get in the fight, get in the fight, speak up, show up, support.
like Rihanna said, pull up. We've got to do better. We've got to do better. We've got to do better. As always, I thank you for listening. And I want to remind you that the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast is available on many, many podcasting directories. I've already listed all the countries that um, listen to it. So I'm very excited. But just some of the directories where you can find the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podcast, Podcast Index, Player FM, Listen Note, Deezer, uh, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, Padfred. Um, there's just so many places that it's in. I don't even know where else to say, but you can also get it on Buzzsprout. You can also get it on my website at www.positivelysuzanne.com. So go ahead, listen, like, share, send me your feedback, subscribe, follow, do all of that. And stay tuned until the next episode. But until then, this is Suzanne signing off.